0: What is your member skin?
1: Voyage of the Geek for another week this 6th of July 2017 mm. joining me as always Dan Miller Hello. Tom McGill a very special first outing on the panel Tony Oakton programmer game programmer extraordinaire fitness don't fanatic
2: don't oh,
0: come on <laughs> <laughs> very
1: pleased to be credited with uh, uh, inventing the wheel (laughs) the the front slash
2: (laughs) reinvented great to have you on board tony (laughs) thank you i'm
1: going to start the show by saying how ironic that a simple scholar with no ambition beyond a modest measure of seclusion should out of the clear sky find himself besieged by an army (laughs) of fellow creatures all grimly determined to be of service (laughs) exactly which is uh, a quote from Morpheus. Yes. Uh, Morpheus? I've got the name wrong. Mor- right. Morbius. Yeah. Morbius. 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 Morbius, yeah. Morbius uh, one of the main characters in the film we are having a look at tonight, which is the classic occult sci-fi, The For- Forbidden Planet. 1956, mm. I want to say yes. 1956. Yes. Um, and such an uh, important piece of sci-fi cinema given that so much uh, influence um, came from this in the form of direction and art direction and cinema itself, it was a big deal. Mm. Um, and over time it sort of stood up to the, the, the test of time, which mm. we can't say about all the films we have a look at. <laughs> <laughs> so before we uh, before we get into the nuts and bolts of it, let's uh, go around the table, around the round table. What were our um, – what, what was your – what was your sort of one or two sentence review of your movie going experience when you watched this one, Tom, how did you like it?
3: Oh, I, l- yeah, now I have to split myself in two again because I watched it as an adult and I watched it as a little young mm. and, uh, having watched lots of science fiction films back in the days. And, uh, n- you know, in the eighties, this was already an older one. And as a child, I watched star Trek and, you know, I watched the Forbidden Planet, but there was Star Wars already at, around. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, they were okay, those films. And Star Trek was a bit... There was not enough fighting for a little 10-year-old, you know. This The, the best part was when the, the Klingons showed up in their in their spaceships. But uh, as it... So, it was a film. Mm-hmm. Uh, rewatching it as an adult. And having watched it probably four or five times in my life so far, uh, it is... In my list of favourite films, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it has aged remarkably well.
1: I, I have to agree in that my experience as an adult was very different in relation mm-hmm. to what they're talking about and the, the themes and the, um, the language. It went straight over my head when I was younger and I was more into the fact that I'm looking at a robot and mm-hmm. I had laser guns and all those simple things. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, very different. And I, I have to say I enjoyed it more it has a lot of talking
3: for for uh, you know when I watched it the first time I would have been maybe 15 or so on, on mm. German television and uh, there's just a lot of standing around and talking mm. which now I appreciate very much but back then I was a, a Star Wars kid <laughs>
1: What about you, Tone? What was your? Uh, you watched it recently with the uh, with the rest Ideas, of us, yeah, yeah. Um, and probably saw it in an earlier run in early life. So yeah, t- t- yeah,
0: tell I saw us it first. What you was,
2: found? I'd be I'm a, I was still at school, so I'd be I left school at sixteen, so I'd be about 14, 15. So it's forty years ago now. I saw it the first time, mm-hmm. and it was already an old film then. You know, it was part of the BBC. Oh, it was in England. It was part of the BBC's classic science fiction series they used to do, which unfortunately television doesn't seem to do anymore. Maybe SBS occasionally, and. Um, the guy described it in the review as a four-star film, but at a, at a, uh, a forgotten classic. I think he described it as so interesting. In the '70s, it wasn't a well-known film, mm. you know. And I remember seeing a series of films There was Invaders from Mars and Them, and you know, um, the Blob, and, and this came up, and I'd never seen it before. And, like, Tom, seven, in the mid-'70s, there was already some quite sophisticated science fiction. Star Wars hadn't actually broken at that point, mm. but there was still some quite good science fiction. And I watched this, and I thought, yeah, that bit where the flying saucer comes on at the beginning, and then yeah. it lands on the planet. And then there was something about it that sucked me And I think it's the quality of the dialogue. Yeah. You know, it's got, you know, we talk about technobabble in science fiction films, but it has very good quality technobabble. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it, you know if you listen to it, it makes a lot of sense what they're saying. And they deliver these lines with a lot, of, very earnestly. Mm. And um, although the special effects are a bit hokey in places, they're, they're actually, you know, pretty, pretty good. good for the non- story is excellent. Fifty-six, yeah, 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 pretty good. And now watching it as an adult, I think I I do appreciate it even more. I think the special effects, in in a strange way, have aged. W- best have aged well because they're so artistic and so beautifully done. You, and you really Yeah, and simple you appreciate just how much effort went into doing these compared to just, you know, putting something through Afterburn or something yeah. just generated an explosion they, they hand painted a lot of this stuff. Yeah. And it really has stored the testers' time remarkably well, I think.
4: Absolutely. What about you, Dan? I don't think I can remember it from back in the day. Mm. So I didn't turn up on my radar back in the day. Um, <clears throat> I might have seen it once uh, a while ago, but it, yeah, it wasn't really strong in my memory. So my experience of it is just watching it over the last couple of weeks a number of times. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, first time, well, first time in inverted commas through, um, I liked it. And the more I watched it, the the more I liked it, actually. So yeah, and I think I just resonate what everybody else has said, mm-hmm. aged well and a pretty good Pretty good movie. I think, as Tony was saying, the the language in it
1: seemed to make a lot of sense, and they sort of paid a, paid attention to the details in such a way that they didn't treat sci-fi as well. You can get away with anything because you can't. Good sci-fi, you can't get away with anything. Mm. Um, you can. Um, I think it was Gene Roddenberry that said to make good sci-fi, you should only break one law. One law of yeah yeah and yeah. and for Roddenberry it was antimatter. Mm. With antimatter, you had a power source that was so great you could build yourself and mm. you know incredible speeds. You could uh, disseminate your data and then re, re- and put it back together at another place. And all that, it was all because of this one thing. Everything else was real um, as far as science. Uh, in this movie, right in the first five minutes, when they're going at some incredible speed, they have to get in their little tubes, um, little power tubes, to decelerate. Mm. Uh, otherwise, you know, they'd be torn apart. Mm. You know, that sort of stuff, and you can see them getting out. They got <laughs> sore necks and things like that. I thought that was yeah, that sets it up. You
2: know, it's, yeah, attention meant, to detail. Which yeah, is someone though, thought about it. Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree.
1: So um, the way we we uh, we run the show is, and and this is a. Um, spoiler alert for anyone that hasn't seen the film but then again we've we've come to the conclusion that this show is meant for being able to appreciate the, sh- the the movie that we're reviewing from two directions one see the movie then listen to the show and you'll see four other people uh and their opinions about what happened and where it went and that sort of stuff um or if you haven't seen the movie you can listen to us and then be inspired to go and see the movie having sort of a discussion about it mm. either way it's um it's there's spoilers ahead mm. on, on a on a grand scale <laughs> um, because we quite literally step through the whole film in a narrative order you know mm. in the from start to finish and we take little side routes here and there where we get to interesting things that we found throughout the film or trivia and things like that and as usual dan is our master of ceremonies when it comes to all the narrative and mm. drives the narrative through otherwise we'd be a, a, a waffling mess Mm. Um, which, which a little bit of control goes a long way, uh, as we found. So, uh, without, uh, if there's nothing further in our initial discussions, let's jump into it. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Um, I would actually actually like to do a, a, something a little bit further. Is have a look at the poster. Yeah. Yeah. This one, the original well, or go the back, other one? Go back between that one and the other one. And what do you notice about the poster? Well, it's a it's a, a, a menacing
3: space creature carrying there's off a, a, a helpless. A helpless wet
4: noodle female. Yes. 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 And you can see her undies as that's well, right. which is yes. good. What, um, what else do you notice about it, though? There's something else that's rather important that's strikingly interesting about this image. <clears throat> it's not the backlighting.
1: Yeah, apart no. the fact that it was... Was this in the film? Did ah, you know,
4: Dave's Rob onto no, it. Rob, no. Was that actually in the film? Robbie's not. Robbie no. did
1: not carry the wench in the film. No, no. is this is clickbait. But
4: was there something like that in the film? No...
1: Did you watch the movie? Yes, Yes. it might have been something like that in the film. He was carrying supplies at some point. He carried
2: a dead body off. Ah, He he carried the doctor off.
4: He carried the doctor. The doctor after the doctor went to the brain room. So actually, it wasn't a chick that he was (laughs) carrying. It was one of the hero doctors who was the floppy (laughs) little limp, wet noodle in the the thing. But a great poster, and I think uh, at at some
1: point, one. Some kind of award when, when looking back at movie posters over the last century, this one polled very well and it was up, up really high in the in um, in the order. Mm.
4: Um, all right, uh, so perhaps with that out of the way, um, so the story starts in space um, and. The first thing that what's the first thing that we see in the in the thing and it's a flying saucer. Well, we see the crawling yellow credits. We see the crawling le- yellow credits, right? Star well, the,
1: let's 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 before that even, <clears throat> the music starts. Ah, yes. Well, <laughs> now the music. is, is <laughs> yes. the first mainstream <laughs> film to have music performed entirely <laughs> by <laughs> electronic <laughs> <laughs> instruments. Right. Okay. So yeah. it's all. Fer- what's um,
4: a theremin?
3: Thera- thera- uh, is it what no, you know? it's not yeah. theremins, but there are um, there are lots of. It's all... Transistors and... Yeah, and yeah.
2: No, there would no transistors back in 1950.
3: I don't know it what diodes, they had, be, but they had dials diodes, and yeah. Yeah. they... The synth
2: again, it's a...
1: Um, like a multi-synth mm-hmm. has multiple ones of these. I just forget the name of it. It's... um. It's oscillators. Ocel- yeah, yeah. 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 Well, they all using analog
2: yeah. electronics. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: So they're just sort of tweaking yeah. oscillators. Yeah, yeah. To get w- 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 they,
2: they w- were they yes. were blowing,
1: purposefully
3: blowing the f- fuses of their instruments because oh, yeah. they went. <laughs> and and, uh, and made for good to make make those sounds. They were just always <laughs> recording the entire time when they were making the music. Right. just recording sounds. It was he he was doing it, mm. and uh, what's his name? Uh, and his wife did the composing afterwards mm. She snipped the things together To make them into
4: So into from movies. the first frame of the film we hear that when the, when the big title splashes up And I'd like to also say that Till the last frame we also yes.
1: hear it Yes It got a little annoying in, g- in places Because in some instances the tension Needed to be <laughs> built um, And silence <laughs> is a great builder of ten- I was only watching The Good, The Bad, The Ugly The yeah. other night and um And uh, Sergio Leone, he uses silence to build tension, Mm. right? Um, Because I recently saw a video where someone compared a scene from Batman versus Superman and a scene from Good, the Bad, the Ugly, or Mm it might have been a Marvel movie. Mm -hmm. I think it was the airport fight in in one of the latest Marvel movies, and how there was no tension, right? And Mm. and he compared it to the end sequence of Good, the Bad, the Ugly, and, and... Silence. Which is it's all about... There's a little of, bit of, of, it's a little eye bit close of music. Hands. It's just
2: those sort of bits, of bits of music, isn't it? Mm. And then a bit of silence. Yeah, yeah. Just plays yeah. that little bit mm.
1: Absolutely. And mm. so in this one, it lacked a little bit of that. It, they, it was they were on to something they were quite proud of.
4: Yes, they, you could tell. And didn't let it go. Yes. And we yes, find exactly. that with a lot of the movies that we do. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That was their, their thing. All right. So the first thing that I wanted to say is flying saucers. Yeah. Okay. So I would have a bit of a quick chat about flying Humans.
3: saucers. Humans coming in flying
4: saucers. Inside the flying That's saucers. Awesome. Exactly. Yeah. Now, how many other, I was thinking, how many other um, movies or whatever do you know of where the good guys are in the flying saucers? Lost in Space.
3: Orion What was that? 6, German yeah. TV series where they, they are they're also in a flying saucer What was it called? Rampatrullio Orion
1: Ah oh. yeah yeah No I haven't I have no idea <laughs> um, But I will tell you It's all black and white 60s German <laughs> Because in answer to your question I, I know where you're coming from uh-huh. but that particular flying saucer got reused Okay Dozens and dozens of times in TV, How in movies. can you tell one from the other? It was the same flying saucer that was used for a lot of the, um, the Twilight Club. Zone episodes, and <laughs> but not with humans in it. Like they, they use it for aliens landing, and but you're right. Very rarely do we see humans stepping out of flying mm, saucers.
4: Pretty cool. All right, now I want to next, next actually talk about the legacy of flying saucers, because they still exist. Because Star Trek. The good ah, yes, guys are in a flying right. saucer. That's right. It's just they stuck some crap on the yeah. end. They stuck some yeah. rockets on the end. And also, up on the top shelf we have over there, mm-hmm. we have a certain spaceship that can do the Kessel Run in 12-odd parsecs. And it's also really a flying saucer. Absolutely. with some Under 12, sorry. With some extra bits stuck on. So, um, yeah, I think that this is a... Uh, seminal piece of work you know the archetype Mm. that's uh anyway so we've got the millennium falcon up on the shelf over there and it's cool because we can know we know that it's done the kessel run and it's called millennium falcon what's the spaceship called in this movie oh c 3po 57
1: (laughs) yeah
4: and only in the (laughs) trivia
1: notes did i know that i don't it's always get back to the ship or or you know protect the ship it's not an integral character to the story yeah yeah I don't, I don't even know. think he uses the name of it when yeah, he calls it's C-57D. it. Yeah, C fifty
4: seven D United Planets United Planets Cruiser C fifty seven D. Yeah, I don't know. My shout out to to these people is, give it a name, <laughs> make it cool, you know,
0: because
1: yeah. in uh, in Lost in Space it was the Jupiter Two, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Jupiter Two. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You
4: think that a crew names their vessel? Yeah. yeah. Yes. You know You know, you want to be able to say, you know. I was on the Starship Enterprise, or whatever it is. You're not not like yeah, as I was on the, on the c fifty eight four. And then there's another issue I think I have with the with the start of the movie. Um, if I was to ask you to tell me the names of the crew. Uh, no, I know. one's there's Doc, Doc, and there's <laughs> <a> Cook. <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's <laughs> that's interesting, right? Anderson, if I was to ask you to describe the crew, mm. you would you instantly picked up yeah, already yes. that there was a
3: cook. Yeah, was a cook. There's a mechanic, and I think his name was Anderson, maybe.
1: Yeah, yeah. Or was yeah. it Captain Captain Anderson? No, oh. no. I think it was uh, yeah Chief Chief Anderson, um, who later became. The six million dollar man, Steve Austin's CIA handler. That's <laughs> it's right. The same That's guy. why I'd seen him before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look at everything. Yeah, Oscar. I think his name was Oscar. Yeah,
2: his name was
4: Oscar in, yeah. in, in yeah. yeah. So and this is goes on to another point, is that can you tell their characters apart?
1: When we get into characters in this film, we got some problems. Because you if you I, I happened to watch one version of these this film mm. while I was doing some work, so I could only hear it. Mm-hmm. And when you hear the dialogue and you don't see the actual characters delivering it, Mm. there's some... There's some people that would probably be under some kind of um, sexual harassment charges, given that in the first two minutes of meeting the young girl...
0: (laughs) Yeah, this (laughs) is evasive. There was some language
1: there. (laughs) (laughs) Forgive me, (laughs) but uh, we've been stuck in a ship and she's looking pretty good over there.
4: (laughs) To her father. (laughs) To the (laughs) the dad. Well, we'll talk about that as we go through, because I think there's plenty to explore. Yeah. Um... But okay. I, I see where you're coming from. All right, so none of the characters are named. It's not like Han Solo of the Millennium Falcon or J.J. J. Adams of the C-57D, because that's what his name is, the Captain's J.J. Adams. They're doing a really good job of making it a military crew.
3: Well, They all yeah, have the a uniform. For, yeah. They
4: don't really have faces yeah. or names. Yes, but Captain Kirk on the Starship Enterprise is different from Spock, yeah. and it's clear. Yeah. So,
1: yeah. So the doc was Lieutenant Doc Ostro. Because, of course, you got that from the film.
4: And uh, there was Lieutenant Farman. There was Chief Quinn. Cook. And the cook, cook, not only did the cook wear an apron, so he was different from everybody else, so that you could visually see, oh, yes. he's the cook, I yeah. can tell yeah. that he's the cook. He was also the only one that we actually really had any character. You know, yeah. he'd like to skive off and get drunk and, you know, he's a bit of a scallywag yeah. and, you know. I mean, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> if one of the... One of the characters liked baseball and was just carrying a baseball around all the time. You'd be able to go, Oh, yeah, yeah the he's baseball guy. Bobby the baseball yeah, guy. Yeah, you'd yeah. be like, Oh, yeah. Okay. If you
1: were to ask me to describe him, I'd say there's Doc, right? There's the captain, Doc. There's the horny guy that had to stay back at the ship because he was really letting himself in the service <laughs> down. Um, <laughs> slobbering all over the girl within moments of meeting it.
4: Um, and the cook. My uh, uh, okay, I'll, I'll get there quicker. But I was thinking about this as well. But what does the girl do the moment that she sees the guys? She thinks they're pretty damn fine. Oh yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So yeah, we'll get there when we get there. But yeah, um, all right. So they're flying in space and they're going to um, to a particular planet. We've already discussed that they have the deaccelerate because they're of it, uh, mm-hmm. you know, faster than light travel travel. Mm-hmm. And they're going to arrive to... Um, um, Altair. Altair? Altair. Two. Yep. yep. Um, which is uh, very similar to a character's name. Altair 4. Oh, four. Earth-like planet. Mm-hmm. And they're there to...
1: What's their mission? Uh, to investigate the science of a planet's colony. <laughs> ready uh, to fight the indeed. silence of a planet's colony. <laughs> only to find two survivors and a deadly secret that one of them has
3: yeah they interestingly enough after they decelerate and they're in orbit around or get going over to Altair 4 that's when the captain now briefs briefs the crew mm.
1: <laughs> and yeah. then proceeds to says, brief the crew By about the way, everything tell <laughs> yes you
4: why we're here and then you yes. feel like thinking it's time for some ex- exploratory
1: dialogue. How many people everybody? are on this ship? Why well, you got to keep using the microphone? Because they're all over there. <laughs> yeah. oh, those guys are just there. And yeah. later on, he says eighteen men. And yeah. we have eighteen men on the ship, and it's like I could count eighteen. Yeah. They're all they're in the same room.
3: They're all. <laughs> Maybe it's the captain's log. Maybe he's just speaking into the into the captain's log microphone.
1: There was a weird um, moment in the deceleration process where um, one of a Doc says, um, "It's really hot in here," mm. and then the captain checks the thing. And- and he, he looks at some guy that's come out of he's obviously come out of warp too early or something. <laughs> they're too close to the sun or something. Uh, yeah, but tra- rather than go over to the controls and fix the trajectory or anything, he races over and turns
4: the monitor on and <laughs> makes everyone look at it. <laughs> no one corrects it.
1: No
0: one,
1: yeah. <laughs> no one does
4: anything about it. But yes. All right. So, yes, they're there, and the, the spaceship that's crashed on the other planet is called the Bellerophon.
2: Which I not think
4: it crashed. No, it they they no, no, landed. landed. Colonists, colonists, you're correct. Yes, yeah. Landed. It um, well, did crash eventually. All right. So they're there to chase up what's happened to that ship. So our next story beat um, is a message from the surface, right? Yes. Where When does this film take place? When? when Exactly. It does say it's...
3: it's uh, final years of the 21st century.
2: 17.
3: No, that's, oh, that's, when, that's, when that's when people when went into space. People went into space. So yeah. they are... We're still... A, a good, eighty years or seventy years away I from even going to space, according to the timeline
2: no, from yeah. the right. 1950s. No, this is why he says that last part of the 21st century we colonize planet. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, and then after that we, uh, we, I, 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 I don't, yeah. I'm just using to to science
3: fiction go. films being a bit faster with those. Yeah, predictions I think so. That's than, true. Yeah. Then <laughs> they'd be
4: paying it safe, and they'd be. They've been yeah. very safe. Yeah, yeah. they have. It, it, I did some calculations. It's like 2,200, the year 2,200. Right. So, yes, it's not like, in 1984, men had <laughs> colonised Mars. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah, so, yeah, good Which cool. is like embarrassing when
1: you get there and we didn't do any of that shit. There's
4: no rocket packs. It's very disappointing. Where's the <laughs> rocket packs? To be honest, yeah. it's very disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so there's a message comes up from the surface and it's... Um,
2: Although we do have much better cell phones than he had, isn't this? So, yeah, absolutely.
4: We always have much <laughs> better. Yeah, it's like Kirk in that it's like, it's like his cell phone is so lame. All right. Um Edward Morbius uh, calls up from the surface. Now what's his caper? What's he trying to do? Uh he wants them not to land. Yeah, he's trying to scare them away. Yeah. Yeah. And he doesn't yeah doesn't tell them why, and he doesn't no. really let on too much, and he's not particularly forceful. He, he succeeded; advises he, you. His turns. actions
1: only made them want to land. Yes, even and more.
4: I will not be held responsible for the either great <laughs> treasures or horrible disasters that <laughs> befall a lot of right. you. It's Goodbye.
1: Not, <laughs> just if you want people to gawk, say there's nothing to see here. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, played by his, Walter Pidgeon, by the way, who was a uh, classic, a yeah, classic actor to, from yeah. uh, from that period. Yeah. At what's his occupation? Uh, a, uh, linguist. He no, a linguist. No, he's not a linguist. Well, he was a... a
2: archaeologist? There was no. reference
4: to his
1: linguistic yeah, linguist. uh, skills. He, he no,
2: languages. I
4: cannot accept linguist. He was well, he, he, was he the leader it, of, the, of the of the colony? No, he's no. just one of the ones that they had on board. He's a philologist. A, a linguist. What? Exactly. He studied phils. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Philology is the language. Study of language. He was a language guy. Yes. And that's, I have to you. ask...
1: That's linguist. Yeah. No,
4: no, no. That's why I wanted philologist. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I think the people who named the study of languages chose the word philology. <laughs> <laughs> what the actual fuck? Yeah. Which you can't say without sounding drunk. <laughs> no, you can't. You have to justify its own existence, <laughs> and, that word. And I <laughs> do not understand. I do not understand. Yeah. Anyway, he's one of them. Cool. Cool. All right, so they're going to go and land... If on you the don't know what philology means, you're obviously not one. Mm, that's right. Yeah. Well, maybe that's the secret... That's the secret thing. ...password yeah. that prevents anybody. All right, so they go and land on the planet. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, who do we see first? We see a, a new character arrives. Absolutely. In, in a spectacular
1: VFX um, under, like, played to a T for the time, mm. where it's just a little smoke... Uh, uh, sorry, dust effect on the horizon, mm-hmm. zipping across the horizon at an incredible speed, mm-hmm. thousands of kilometres an hour, mm. um, and then the very next shot it's pulling up in <laughs> in what can only be described as some kind of self-driving vehicle with a special front-loading door system. Yes. Robbie the
4: Robot. Robbie the very Robot. Very famous Robbie the Robot. They ask, um, oh, I forgot one thing that I actually have to rewind and remember. Part of the landing sequence does involve reversing the polarity. No, oh, yes, oh. I'll just have to. To remind you, yeah. Um, but when they when Robbie the robot arrives, Robbie they've never seen a robot before. Apparently, mm. this is new to them. Uh, they ask a couple of odd questions. Can anybody think of one of the oddest questions that is maybe foreshadowing of things to come? No. I remember Robbie asked,
1: uh, "What language?" Um, yes,
4: he's like C three PO. He knows a thousand yeah. thousand languages.
1: And, and the answer was colloquial English. That will do. Thank if, if you, you very don't much. Mind.
4: Yes. <laughs>
3: And he asks them in English. That's right.
4: (laughs) Yes.
1: That's right.
3: Assuming that you speak English, I will
4: ask you in English Mm. what language you would like me to speak. (laughs) They ask him whether he's male or female. Yes. Yes, Well, that's the cook. Yeah. The cook, yes. yeah. The
3: cook who also laments that that planet has no pool parlors because yes. a, a, apparently they're still big in the 2200s. I, I
1: yeah. can't, yeah, yeah, exactly. I can't help but feel like the cook really didn't know what he was getting into when he got on the ship in the first place. <laughs> yeah,
4: Where's th- the booze? <laughs> Where's the girls? Yeah. I want girls, I want Gron. Yeah, I was thinking of these. I'll shag that robot. Heroic, heroic adventurers. <laughs> I think he's a conscript. Yeah. He's not a. Yeah. yeah, yes. He was dragged along. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I, I liked his line up in space. It's like another one of his lines was, there's nothing. On this planet, to do except to throw rocks at cans, and you have to bring your own cans. <laughs> That's a good line.
1: Uh, that actor, by the way, went on to star in a lot of um, TV movies and TV series, and he was just a stalwart of,
4: of American television. Yeah. Um, It'd be interesting. Was he a character actor? Did he play the same character? Uh, pretty much the same guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. i imagine. Upper, upper West Side sort of dude. All right then, so Robbie the Robot arrives in his vehicle that kind of has plastic boobs on it for you, to protect your <laughs> face when you're going at a million miles an hour across right. the...
2: So
4: burst,
1: the
2: guy sits
4: in the middle between the between the boobs. That's
1: right. And he didn't have a seatbelt either. That's
0: right. He did. It. He he <laughs> <hails> <laughs> the guy
1: because <laughs> 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 that's what you want.
3: But he does, and I love that about the film. This was in the he he does insist that they all fasten the seatbelt. He, he sits down and goes, "Fasten seatbelts, please." Yeah. yeah. And,
2: and, and he drives 19... off without checking
3: them. Nineteen <laughs> that's right. fifty-six mm. seatbelts weren't compulsory. No, that's right. But mm. they were coming. That was exactly in the fifties when seatbelts were coming when, yep. when the first ones were introduced and more and more cars had them and i think they were made compulsory at the end of the 50s in america so i'm i wouldn't be surprised if the discussion mm. was going on in the politics at the time whether yep. whether seat belts were a thing that we need or not yeah, and yeah. that in this film they went fast well, new seat belts <laughs> <laughs> so so the Make doc choices. <laughs> the yeah.
1: captain the doc and the horny guy um let's give him a name lieutenant, i'm pretty yeah. sure it's lieutenant farman yeah, it's a lieutenant, I think. Let's assume okay. that. I'm pretty okay. sure it's Lieutenant Farman. They get escorted by Robbie uh, back to the colonists' home base. Yep, yeah. I've called it the ranch.
3: It's a very classic okay, Star yes. Trek thing to do. Yeah. The captain, the first officer, yeah. and the doctor. Mm. Yep. yep, exactly. Going off on any way. Yep.
1: And wave Roddenberry wave. has openly stated that this m- movie was a massive influence on on his creation of Star Trek. Mm, I don't think he did. In, the, in my... Um, Star Trek creator Gene Roddenberry has quoted as saying that this film was a major inspiration for the series.
2: Okay,
1: perhaps not accidentally. Warren Stevens, who played Doc here, would later be a guest star in 1968 okay. Star Trek. Blah 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 blah. Mm. blah.
3: And these, the 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 quality of special effects and props and everything reminded me very much of Star Trek. Mm. Now Star Trek is ten years later, mm. and you know these are a, a feature film with a bigger budget than a TV show, and. 10 years later the feature film special effects would have gotten mm. better and that quality would have been television
0: mm, you could quality.
1: tell that it, Roddenberry could have watched it and thought I see how they made that yeah. and, and took a lot of the production values from it and also the I don't have to send everyone to the planet let's just send this these three guys and what's a good mix Well, a doctor some kind of science officer and a uh, and a commander, he do security, security type so- uh, guy, and a commander, dude. But mm. yeah. well, this
2: whole idea of federation of planets and people going—the I mean, <laughs> yeah. film starts off with this assumption that we've already colonised mm. planets around yeah. other worlds. That was yeah. already quite a novel concept for science fiction of this era. Mm. Mm. And now there's a, effectively a police force going around checking on those planets. Yeah. So this whole this thing—the
3: first of film, is, film ever made where which does not play on Earth. Yeah, entirely oh, okay. plays oh, really? entirely on. There's, there's no earth showing at all. Play, yeah. First Sanskrit show yeah.
4: in America. Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. That's a bit of a lens, uh, landmark. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So they arrive. <clears throat> so they arrive at um, the ranch, um, and they're going to have lunch. Yep. Okay, so they meet um, the good doctor. Mm-hmm. Who had sculptures of dead fish out the front of his house for some reason. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they have lunch. Now, there's a couple of things that go on. Um, One of the first things that happens is they um, talk about Robbie the Robot. Yep um and how is it
1: so that you that yes we've never that seen mankind has people, not like. ever seen such uh i think he he said that the combined sciences of mankind could not create this or have not mm. and yet you have this well, i put him together in the first month i was here <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that's right yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Um, and, and, and he cooks
3: and he sells yes. and he is quote that's right a housewife's dream he <laughs> Yes, well, not, yes.
1: not to mention that he can make diamonds and...
3: Yeah, but just the, the you know, whole. I love the fact that you just mentioned it, Tony, the, you know, men and women have colonized. So they, they were that far in the the, the yeah. script writers that men yes, and women they did know men had and women. colonized, yeah. Yeah. except this spaceship is all white men. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. military, have, women haven't, have not obviously made yeah. it to the... Military yeah. they they were helping to colonise space because they needed people to cook and wash I guess it, was, it
2: felt like a navy ship. We don't know what all ship. spaceships might not be like. That's right. Mm-hmm. They may be all women spaceships and all black. Absolutely. Well, well, judging by the
3: attitude spaceships. that these yeah. these fellas have towards the girl, I think they they have very sorely rooted in the 1950s. It, it
1: felt like they took their um, lead lead from the navy. Yeah, it felt like a very navy yeah, did operation, yeah, it didn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, a bit
4: like a submarine. The the, the crew, I thought.
1: Yeah, uh, I think uh, so that's what
2: <laughs> gives it its realism, isn't, that, isn't it? Absolutely. Right they're taking they've set it that's what makes Alien feel so realistic as a film is because it it feels realistic because they've just taken an you know, a setting that we can all relate to, e.g. sailors in a submarine, Mm. and stuck it in space.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Even Avatar, it's a mining operation. Yeah, exactly. And for this, it's like 1950s, so it's not far after the Second World War, and there's plenty of army dudes floating around and people who wouldn't Mm. have had experience with that, so that probably resonates with them, they understand that type of thing. Yep. So they're talking about the powers of the robot, and he can synthesise food, and he's a housewife's dream, and he can do all sorts of wonderful different things. But he has one remarkable thing... Strength. A strength. He can weigh, he can lift um, loads of stuff. Tens of tons. But he's also got a cool safety mechanism that gets demonstrated. Ah, yes, yep. we're introduced Use of science. to science.
1: Um, whose law is it again? The Asimov's Asimov's law. Asimov's law. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And the captain decides to stand in front of the gun without I, knowing. I decide. don't think
4: the captain decided to stand <laughs> in front of the gun. But, he, but
1: rather than say, don't do it, he said, <laughs> don't stand up to his men <laughs> like leave it to me sort of thing and I'm thinking listen you met that robot a minute ago
4: <laughs> yes the doctor asks for your gun can I have your gun gives it to the robot <laughs> Now shoot teaches the robot how to shoot it and points it at the captain's face <laughs> and says shoot yeah and the captain says I've got this <laughs> yeah yeah. Think, all in the reflexes I <laughs> don't think the captain knew quite what I'll, to do
3: to I'll jump in the last second so but that's out-
1: important though when you've got something that in this film is deemed as all powerful um, faster, stronger, more intelligent, blah 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 blah. You need to give him some edge that makes him fallible mm. and and be able to deal on the human level. Because, and so
3: because Robbie, Robbie is also very likable. He is
4: Yeah. he's a bit of a wise carry, character. A little bit he's, yeah. well. he's got some personality. No. Yes, yes he does. And you have yeah. to
3: immediately diffuse that because he's yeah. just shown how yeah. strong he is and mm. that makes him the more likable. The fact that he goes <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely the so robot the from Lost
1: in Space took some cues from uh, yeah. you know the same smart-ass attitude now and then. Most of the time, very scientific, but every now and then he would get the yeah the wise DN. crack yeah. 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 And it was designed by the same guy, Same the ro- same so, robot, the same robot designed by here, the same guy.
2: But I'm pretty sure that Robbie the robot makes a guest appearance in the Lost
1: yes. in Space. No, I think he does he, as he a woman. woman. Yes. Oh, really? As a woman? As a female robot, oh, who, that's Robin, cool. who
2: the robot from Lost in Space falls in love with. Yeah. A sort
1: of a It's definitely a designed by it. the same guy, and there is a a lot of links between that series. In this film. I
2: think he appears twice in Lost in Space. I watched Lost in Space a lot when I was a kid. and yeah. Like yeah. This was the most expensive
1: was. special effect at the time. The ro- the
3: robot. Mm. Right. And uh, it was very very precious. And it I took a lot of the budget. Wouldn't wouldn't yeah that's right. And I wouldn't be surprised if they you know wanted to get recoup some of the budget yeah. by lending it out mm. to other shows.
4: Uh, If you check out Robbie's Wikipedia page, he he turns up in in lots more films. There's a movie. There's a Robbie the Robot movie. Oh, is there? I swear there was in the notes that
1: I was reading. I swear there's a Robbie the Robot movie. Turns up in TV shows, Twilight Zone and all sorts of other
4: things. So he gets his own spin-off. All right, so we learned that he doesn't um, kill rational beings. That's right. Even um, if ordered to. Even if ordered to. Um, We also get a demonstration of the protective steel shutters that surround the ranch. Mm.
1: Using the um, elf special effects from... uh, Hawk the Slayer. From Hawk the the Slayer. (laughs) (laughs) Where where you literally just um, stop the camera, shut it, run the camera, stop the camera, shut it. (laughs) Only in Hawk the Slayer it was (laughs) arrows and and, and bolts of uh, crossbows. Same effect, though.
4: And Dr Morbius goes on to explain because the guys asked, "So where are all the people?" Mm. Uh, and he goes on to explain, uh, "They're all dead, mm. deadski. Um, uh, so Who we, killed them. Uh. He uh, thought, <laughs> for a fleeting <laughs> moment, he, he, torn he, apart by a horrible something or other that no
1: one ever saw. Yeah. Um, for a moment there he thought that he was just going to tell them that I'm good I yeah, don't need any yeah, help yeah. and they're yeah, going to get gonna, in the ship gonna go, oh, and they're going to go off Yeah, and I then could, they say get out of here yeah we will leave uh, <laughs> right after you tell us what happened to everyone else
4: yeah Um oh. no but they're not that not that keen now <laughs> What do they do? What do they need to do after that? Because this is a plot point. What do they need to do? Well, they need to cannibalise their spaceship because they need to phone home.
3: I have no instructions. They're the military. He's a captain. He can't make decisions. That's on his exactly
4: own. true. That's sure. a, that, if the character, if the the, the commander JJ <laughs> yeah. Adams has some character features. One yeah. is. <laughs> He has to follow the rules uh, and can't really. To the yeah, and the other to one the is, point where
1: I've got to cannibalise my ship and potentially <laughs> kill apart. us all <laughs> to yeah. send the message and to, to
4: rebuild a, a, a radio. <laughs> because mind you, thing. the guy that cannibalised
1: the ship got killed before he put everything <laughs> yeah. back together. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I, hope someone was watching him do it.
4: <laughs> oh, they got away in the end, so. <laughs>
1: Um, yes, they have he has to send a message to get uh, approval from Earth that it's okay to leave.
4: JJ Adams, just as a side note, I, I think his other character feature is angry. Angry. In replace of leadership. Ah, okay. Yes. So to to lead, he just becomes angry. Yeah. You know, if somebody does something wrong in the ship, he gets angry. Yeah. If something's yeah. not happening the right way, he gets angry. Yeah.
1: Yes, does get- and this was this was uh, Leslie Nielsen's debut.
4: I think, first, yes First
1: yes. cinematic debut I, believe, um, I think he found his uh, standing in comedy um, I believe I, Although I, th- I didn't think he did a bad job in this No, it's good I thought, I thought no. he was great no. all the He, the he jam- would have it's had good. other roles You
3: wouldn't give him a, a lead without any, de- any
1: No, this was his first In my trivia notes It was um, Leslie Nielsen's debut uh, film role
3: uh, as a as a major, oh a probably major yeah, yeah, lead yeah. role. I'm looking it yeah, up he, on he might I have been. been. Um, he, he was in the business. For security five, guard number three for a while. He did a few, lots of a few things, but yeah. probably
1: the first and time. Probably a lot it. of telly. I think he did the a lot of telly. Role. He was on the Untouchables. I think he was. He, he yeah
4: yeah. yeah he it's was, all television. Lots of television. But yeah. This is his first big uh, big role. Yeah. I remember a, a vaguely remember. So this is truth mileage may vary here. Vaguely remember Leslie Neil reminiscing about his transition from a um, actor to a comedy actor. And I think that he said, and he's possibly thinking of this movie, that he was always a comedy yeah, actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. I remember that interview. I remember that interview. <laughs> yeah. that, that, I think
1: what he's saying too was that good comedy actors can't not be funny. <laughs> yeah. You know, they just they have a it's timing. In- they have a, yeah. you know, the way he, when he dresses down the young girl in the scene there. Yeah, this is what I'm saying when he gets angry. Flops around and he's, yeah. play the protective parent. and, and That's he's what I mean about his anger. But I, oh, I still want to shag you and everything. He's flipping <laughs> around. You can tell that there's some timing there that, that was quite funny to, to watch.
4: Alright, while they're at the ranch, they have one other job to do. They have to meet one more character. That's right. Um, and They name? nearly left without seeing her. They
1: nearly left without seeing her.
4: Why did they nearly leave without seeing? Although, oh,
1: like, the conversation was winding down. Oh, okay, she wasn't then.
2: invited for lunch, was and she? And she oh, was not right. supposed to turn
1: up. <laughs> she was... Because Dad, Dad knew p- the potential problems. That <laughs> yes, were going this just right. be...
2: Had a lock to in a room. That's yeah. what yes. I would have done. Yeah. So, uh,
4: Altair is her name. Altera. Altera. Altera, which is the worst name for a female character <laughs> ever. <laughs> female characters have the name... They end in a... Uh, yeah. Melissa yeah Sarah yeah yeah Hannah yeah and but Alteria is the that's the bad guy's name yeah. why has <laughs> she got the bad guy's name its like you know like Darth Alteria? I think her oh no it's Altair. so the planet's, Altair.
1: planet planet well yeah. the
3: sun the sun is yeah. Altair yeah that's right planet is Altair 4
1: and Star Trek uh, Gene Roddenberry actually has there's a destination that they go to on one of their missions in the original series and it's Altair. Like oh, and think. he's unashamed. Like it's the okay. same he says it's the same planet. Ah
4: cool. I've yeah. to look
1: yeah, that yeah. up. That'd, That'd be interesting. Be interesting. All but right
2: so can I just yeah. the point that as a young man watching this, she was probably one of the reasons why I stuck with the film. <laughs> 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 yeah.
3: Was it she or was and it just her short short skirt? Well yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Um it's a the pity Rick's package. not here because this film was banned in Spain for 5 years because of her skirt. Yeah. And I know Rick would take that to heart. Like <laughs> she's an enormously sexy one. She was voted one of the, the top Spanish 10 renowned for their, all their time. passion and yeah. you know the, um, yes they weren't allowed to watch this film because they had to mm. she had the short skirt.
4: Well, I was thinking about it and I was thinking that she's not really that much of a floppy wet noodle. She's nice actually try. a bit better than that. She's yeah. quite a bit better than
1: that. I thought I thought so too.
4: There's a couple of places in the movie where she basically tells JJ Adams to shut up. Yeah. You know, when she knows what she needs to do. Yeah, yeah. Like the, at the door later on where yeah. they're trying to get past you and she says, stop, shut up, I'll sort this out. Mm. And she fixes it up. Um, and, like, the other one is when she first sees the guys, she's like, well, well hello. Hello. <laughs> Anyway, so what do we learn about her? I've got the story beaters. She whistles up Bambi and friends.
1: She's, she's a friend of the animals. Where, where the animals come from, I'm not sure, unless they came <laughs> with the original...
4: <laughs> this is a good question. Came with the original colony? No. It was an ark? We learn something? where they come they, from. They, they, oh, they say it? that.
3: Yeah, they're, they're actually from...
4: Aren't they from the planet? They're not from the No. Where are they from? Guys, did you watch this movie? Well,
3: they are from planet Earth. Because they visited
4: the Krell. The Krell
3: visited Earth a
4: thousand millennia ago. That's right. I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, I, I didn't that. realize the Krell had visited Earth. Yeah. They had visited Earth, collected a tiger, uh-huh. two deers, <laughs> and a monkey. Yeah, that's and right. And brought them back to their monkey. planet. It's <laughs> <laughs> yes, a monkey. There was a monkey. a monkey. Yeah. She eats yeah. 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 one of the bananas. No, there was a monkey on the table. the robot actually has laser beams in the back of his head. He shoots the monkey to like tell it to stop eating the bananas. That's
0: right. He
3: doesn't. And they never explain how those animals survive the, the two thousand centuries since yeah. the Krell's demise Yeah, How in, in, this in this a plan, barren planet it, that yeah, has no plants it's just desert. No it's a desert
4: yes, planet, yeah. yes anyway she whistles them up and mm-hmm. um, you know there's a tiger and they're all like yeah whoa that's, that's pretty amazing alright so they then go off to cannibalise the ship alright so um, next story beat um, so they're back at the ship and they're taken to bits to make the call. To make the call. Yep. To um, they make yours, the call? Uh, they, well, they're just, they're just they, before they, they leave. they, they
1: Do make. The, do they, do ever, they make, ever make the call? I don't think they do. No. I think no. they get caught they up ever, in the drama. No, yeah. they, they don't. don't. That's a good point. So and he rips the ship apart.
2: Yeah. Um, pulls out the ship. Builds drive.
1: something outside. Uh, he's pretty proud of it.
4: Yes, he said that would doesn't give it would a Press any quantum mechanics.
1: He says, he says. And, and this is the piece of resistance, but doesn't tell them what it does. Doesn't <laughs> give it a name or anything. He just sort of points at it, and they go,
2: "That's great, <laughs> keep up the good work." The and they walk on. The table on. outside the ship, with <laughs> anybody could <can> knock it over. I'd be like, "No, I'm not leaving it like that there. Not with you guys around." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, and a so fence around that, you know?
4: That's right. <laughs> so while they're building the transmitter, there are two little side stories that happen. So yeah. Well, were one is the
1: the, uh, the cook. Yes, he needs a drink. Yeah. Um, and when Robbie, uh, he needs the real stuff. Samples the the alcohol. Yeah. Um, the cook finds out that Robbie can actually source the alcohol. Yeah. By the half. The robot is a distillery. Tart. It's that's actually right. a, a Um. So that's one little side arc, and the other arc is the the daughter. Yeah. She's um.
4: That's right. Who's who's our? So I've got this. Uh, I've called this story beat the snog training. Yes, with uh, Lieutenant Farman, Lieutenant Farman, who turns out to be
1: not too not too good with the kissing.
4: Yeah, yeah, but, no, or at least that's the impression. She, she float her boat. No, yes. it does not that's float right. her boat. Yeah. No, no. So
1: um, I think she actually says, uh, "I don't rate her very much. Perhaps you're doing it wrong." <laughs>
2: And he's saying, I'm doing it wrong. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> must be Maybe wrong With me. isn't there something very similar to this in in Star Trek series? Isn't Captain Kirk? Doesn't he regularly bash, oh, yeah. bash oh, yeah. aliens? Oh and they yeah, always yeah. Say, what is this thing that you're doing? Yes, you're yeah. doing
4: you call kissing. You call it's kissing.
1: it's almost like they took him and the commander and shoved them into one character. and You got Captain Kirk.
4: <laughs> oh <Yeah. dog>. look. <laughs> All right, so Captain, uh, so Farman has done his snog training, mm-hmm. and um, whilst they're sort of wondering about We're bouncing how good, a bit all over the place. Where are we we went to
3: the spaceship to build the thing. Yes. Snogging is back at the ranch. No, 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 no she no, no. She, she turns up at the spaceship. She oh, she comes with yeah. Robbie when he delivers the yeah. ten tons of uh, uh, yeah lead. of lead lead which he carries in his outstretched arm. <laughs> yes, <laughs> That's right. and doesn't but, tip over. But
2: it is an isotope, which is much lighter than normal. Uh, That's right, uh, oh, yes. and he's quick yeah. to correct yeah. them. The
3: this about the point of gravity. I
2: mean,
3: I I'm, I'm looking there, thinking, and he has his right. <laughs> I think just his right hand must weigh ten times
4: because he stretches that out to balance. Yeah, So yeah, but anyway, the commander is. breaks up the snot. Right, train. right. So yeah, and so that's what's where he the plays the there? protective father um, role. Yes, um, he gets very
1: angry, and he's trying to protect not only her. In, on one hand, but mainly he's trying to protect the boys. His the, crew. What well, he's also like—you're a bad influence on my crew. And look at you. Yes, short. Well, short. I'm not is, calling you a slap, but fault. you're wearing the uniform. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> no, that's again like the '50s attitude, or even today is the attitude. You know, she's at fault because look the way she's dressing. Mm. She can't expect any any yep. less from the men. Yep,
1: it's her fault. And and he never really corrects himself in that sense either. He sort of blames her for everything and forgets the fact that she's a kid. Never saw never seen people before or men has no social understanding of what that interaction would be. And it just goes rank at her.
2: Mm,
0: mm.
1: But then but she later plays you realize very well. Yeah, yeah. I
2: mean as an actress, she plays it with well I thought so well. too. Yeah. You know, it's quite believable. She's got that kind of slightly autistic feeling about her, which yeah. I think is very good actually. Yeah. It's, it's believable that she's, you know, she's been raised on a plant on her own. He plays extremely well.
4: All right, so he tells her what did he in the end tells her to basically kind of stay away from the yeah, crew yeah. Um, and to smarten yourself up and yeah. dress properly. This is this is inappropriate, and I'll put, or or I'll put a guard on to keep you out of the
1: out of the camp. And I'll put a guard on the guards to <laughs> yeah, keep you out
2: yeah, of the game. Right, You've right. got 18 men. That's right. <laughs> <Exactly>.
4: <laughs> if they play their cards
2: right.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> All right, so she goes back home, back to the ranch. Yeah. And she's going to have a chat with Robbie. Um, so she calls Robbie into the room. Mm-hmm. Now, what was Robbie doing just before she got called into the room? Ironing he was giving himself something? an oil job. He was giving
2: right. himself an oil job, yes. Yeah. He did say oil job no, as well. She's like... <laughs> <laughs> is that what he said? <laughs>
4: <laughs> this is not what it looks like. <laughs> yes. I'm just giving myself an
2: oil job. <laughs> Rubbing <We're> vigorously. <laughs> All right. Um,
4: and so then she asked him to um, make her a new dress. And she asked for a whole bunch of specifications. Mm-hmm. Uh, no,
2: one points to me out here which did annoy me a second she specifically says during making the dress I want it covered in certain rhinestones yeah and he said like, it would take me too long to make those yeah. said, oh, diamonds and sapphires will do the dress that she wears has no diamonds no, yeah, at that right. all you can, like,
4: you can imagine Robbie and he's like oh, fuck this I'm just gonna fuck it, oh, fuck it down, oh fuck. just put glitter on it yeah. <laughs> he actually says I noted this down you know she says oh Robbie can I have a new dress and he says again he does yeah <laughs> She says, yes, I want a diamond one this time. He's a problem is,
1: with making dresses. I love that. I miss that in the film. How does he do it with <laughs> his stubby fingers?
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> right. It comes do out that. of his mouth somehow. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, but it has to be... It's not, It doesn't have to be radio radiation, radiation proof. Mm. It does have to be eye proof. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. All right, then. So, um, all right. So she goes back home. Meanwhile, back at the ship... What happens when they get back to the ship? Because it's now nighttime. It's nighttime, And there's a couple of guards standing outside the ship. Yeah, People they're are sleeping.
2: Their first uh, attack, don't they? That's so they right. Sabotages the ship mm. while the
4: guards They the think check. they hear some breathing. That's right.
1: That's right. Does this happen before someone breaks in while they're all asleep? This is yeah. this is somebody.
2: Someone oh. oh. in no, he's while killed they're the asleep. Time, But this damage right. done to the... Yeah. And now we're, uh,
1: we're talking that this is the beast, is it not? This, this is the beast. Yes. coming. This is the
3: beast. The two guards outside hear something but don't really see anything. Mm-hmm. And then there's a guy in his bunk bed who yeah. wakes up briefly and then falls back to sleep. It
1: wasn't her beast, was it? I don't know. No, it's interesting because it, whatever the beast was doing, it, it ended up stopping them from going somewhere, didn't it? Like, didn't it take a part that they needed? I
2: don't. Yeah. It's more... It's—it not damage. Mobius you. would want yeah. him to leave, but but there's, the there's result some interesting of the things here because the second time the beast comes back, and it's still invisible and kills up, mm. jumping ahead. But the second time it leaves footprints and crushes. Yeah, but this the first beast doesn't do that. I think it's her.
4: Maybe it's her. I think it's her
1: beast. Well, I never thought of that because she has dreams yeah. as well. Yeah. She has nightmares as well. Yeah. True. Very so, true. And and the result of it was that something got stolen and then that inf- mm. affected
4: them leaving or doing what they needed to do. I wrote it down. The, the beast broke the frequency modulator on the Klystron monitor. Uh, of course. Which so. does glystrons? Oh, It modulates the Klystrons, yeah. of course. They are unmodulated. Of course, it, unmodulated. Does. Of course it does. So there's an interesting
2: thing here. And the next day he talks to the engineer, and there's a line then which very much foreshadows Star Trek mm. in which he says... You know, it would take us... By, by rights, it shouldn't be repairable at all. Mm. And if I had a dry dock That's or something, right. it would take so long. And he says, well, how long would it actually take? He said, well, I can get it done by breakfast Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Scotty. Scotty, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there's one other thing that happens is that the, um, is JJ Adams does some leadership, which means he gets angry and has to discipline his crew. And there'll be no dreaming.
1: Yes, yes it's no one d- of them
2: for having a dream.
1: It like, doesn't yes. seem fair. <laughs> which, which, in theory... <laughs> Could have been one of the crew that were dreaming, and that's what came in and broke the, the clock Well, no,
2: because he does, you know, the the oh, yeah. obvious Oh, what his name is? He does say you've got to have your brain expanded before you can. That's how they sort of yep. get around that. Yeah. So otherwise, all the colonists would have been controlling these things.
4: Yeah. So. All right. So Abrams is pretty pissed that his frequency modulator and his Klytron yep thingy. Is he bust? thinks it's, He thinks it's Robbie. Well, yeah, he kind of thinks it might be Robbie. doesn't yeah. know. Who. So what is he going to do? He's only got one thing to do. He's got to go back down to the ranch. Yep. He's got to investigate. Yep. So they arrive back down to the ranch. What's the situation? They can't find Morbius. That's right. They have Suspicious. to wait outside his office. Um,
1: and while they wait, the captain goes and talks to...
4: I've noted the story beat as... Alterio. A perv at the pool. That's a perv at the pool. While
2: she's yeah, having to no.
4: swim around.
2: Yes. This is really important to me as a young man. I've spent quite a long time trying to work out whether she really was naked or not. Yeah. She's not. Yeah. No, no she's I don't not. think so. so when no. she gets out of the pool, you do yeah. see that she's wearing a flesh-colored paper. When,
1: when you were kids, when we were kids, like tele- televisions were that big. <laughs> yeah, You can know.
4: tell. Can't hide anything. All right, so um, it's <laughs> wearing suit. Yes, <laughs> she's having a bit of a swim, and you know, she's <laughs> you know, right. um, slightly embarrassed. And uh and um something fairly quick happens. Mm. She gets out of the pool, she gets into her new dress that Robbie's knocked up. Yep. And I've put down the story beat as Insta Snog. Yes, Insta Snog, despite
1: the lecture that he gave her in the previous scene that they <laughs> were together. Yeah. Rank, um, rank does come with Rank, rank has <laughs> its privileges, and so I can only say that as you aren't to go near any of my men, but I'm okay. You can you can come near me, yes. I can handle it. And then proceeds to cuddle and kiss and hug and do all sorts in in front of the other eighteen guys. He's asking for trouble on a strange planet. They'll jump him.
4: And the interesting thing is that it's reciprocated. That she's she's into it. Yes, but she wasn't into that other guy, Pervy Farmer or whatever his name was. It's
1: probably based. Uh, I would suggest deliberately written to be based on that scenario of you want more what you can't have. Mm. And when he got up her and, you know, said, on your way, girly, Uh she wanted him more.
4: That's right. She wanted, Mm. yes, she liked a, uh, she liked a strong man. Mm -hmm. And um, the captain also shows off a little bit of extra strength because something rather dramatic happens after they finish their snog. A tiger. Mm. They get attacked by a tiger. Yeah. And he blasts it to nothing. It disintegrates
1: the tiger.
2: No, I, I, no, I love this bit. because There's a couple of things I really like about it because they could have just done the... They, I mean, obviously, it's a fairly tricky shot to set up back in the 1950s. Mm. And they obviously did it by compositing two things together and then switching the tiger out. But they could just have you know, flashed the screen to make yeah. the of the tiger disappear. Instead, they went to the trouble of painting in the tiger... Yeah. Absolutely. Burning.
4: The ghost
1: of yeah, the yeah. Yeah. I mean, somebody had really to hand paint done. those fence, and, yeah.
2: and it's obviously very artistic. The very talented. Josh Meter. Really Josh like Meter is a <laughs> Disney animator. animator yeah. to very, very talented Disney
1: animator, yeah. yeah.
4: All of the, was like, the blasts. Think, yeah. All done
1: by one guy. And when the monster r- hits the fence. Yeah. yeah. Mm. yeah. Even the, the landing sequence one. of the spaceship. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Mm. Yeah.
4: All right. So then he goes back to Why does the tiger attack? Oh, okay, no, that's a very good yeah, question. Yeah, no, Why I'm not this, sure, either. But, I,
2: but he, he knows. knows. <clears throat> the captain says he says you really don't know, do you? So that implies that he knows what. Well, she
3: she doesn't know. She could do with the animals and the birds landing yeah. on her fingers and the and the deer's yeah. and the does and the tigers because she was innocent.
0: Mm.
3: She, is that it? She's innocent and she's lost that. No, but that's but that was Rob my was answer. Yeah. That is that is Who knows? the trivia answer, I guess. That 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 you will find. Yeah
1: she realises that it was going to kill her. Yeah. Like, like yeah. She, Her words are, it was going to kill me. Are you f- familiar with the Epic of Gilgamesh? <laughs> Isn't this... Oh, is it not Gilgamesh? No, it's not Gilgamesh. The Tempest. This be, movie was supposed based on to the Tempest. Follow, and this does happen Tempest. in
2: The Tempest. Something similar to this. Yeah. yeah. Twist like this. But
4: Pop. enlighten me, Dan. The Epic of Gilgamesh. Enkidu, the wild man. is out in nature. And to tame the wild man, they send out the prostitute priest for 7 days. And then after they've had sex, the animals don't want to hang out with him uh, anymore. And so he has to come into town. Okay. Uh I don't know if that's the same, but uh, yeah, it's a bit weird. I don't know well, why it feels, tiger... feels very much like it. Yeah, yeah, it's, no. I'm I don't sure know that that's it. Yeah, maybe it is. Um all right. So, the the, the they they then head back inside. Oh shit. They they back inside the ranch, and I'm sure that the captain's thinking because they go and meet the other guy Who was in there And I'm sure he's like What have you been doing mm. Well I've just been out Shooting tigers And snogging chicks mm. yeah. <laughs> yeah What have yeah, you, you been doing the
2: guy About shooting the tiger Does he It's kind of be <laughs> No no
4: no He just comes out <laughs> And he says Right yeah. What are we up to now yeah, yeah. <laughs> Open that door
1: <laughs> <laughs> By the way uh, I almost got jumped By a tiger Killed it Disintegrated it Well
4: I was passionate Chick <laughs>
2: <laughs> probably, probably the only tiger On this planet Gone Yeah,
4: yeah. yeah. The last tiger <laughs> All right, so I've got the next story beat. Um, they break into the doctor's room and start rummaging through his possessions. That's right. Um, and then he arrives and uh, gets a little stroppy with them. Yeah. Um, And then the next story beat after that is Exposition. Mm -hmm. Let's rock. Yes. Mm. Okay. So the title is uh, Krell, the topic for today's exposition. So he's just come back from his secret business, you know, that he's been up to, which we'll find out later is to do with his Krell. So the Krell are the. Uh, the aliens who originally inhabited the planet um, and we find out a whole bunch of things about the Krell they've been dead for thousands hundreds hundreds of thousands two
3: two thousand centuries two Uh
4: thousand centuries they perished two thousand thousand centuries in a single night
3: but what I love is the doors that they used to go because they say you never see the Krell you never know what they look like but but he says well we don't know but we have these doorways to go by and it's beautiful. I love, you know, that's that's a classic thing, to, to not show the bad guy and leave mm-hmm. it up to the imagination. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're doing it really well here mm-hmm. because everyone thinks of some weird floppy
4: thing and <laughs> with a pointy head. With a pointy head, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so he says that, yeah, the Krell, basically they have their shit together. Um, they visited Earth and collected those animals. Um, he pops in some, um, he drops a few um, Krell beats on his machine, you know. And I learned that they make terrible music. <laughs> <laughs>
2: you just don't have the audio thingies. It's <laughs> yeah, music. yeah.
4: But
2: yeah. <laughs> but they listen at a different frequency, for you do
4: So he drops a few Krell beats, and then he's going to take them into um, see some Krell tech. Yeah.
1: Where he and reproduces I then, a 3D version of El Terra. Yeah. Yep.
4: And I also learned that they make very cool doors. Ah yeah, yeah. The doors,
3: and remember? Do you get you get yeah. smacked with this se- sense of scale, mm. with this
2: yeah. Come back fact, to spend doors. Spend a lot on? of time on that. One of the things I noticed about the doors, which is really cool, is that they don't make a noise as they yes, open. yes, They're silent. yes, perfectly
1: yes. silent. Yes. As and that's they.
2: that's that's much cooler than if they made some weird Absolutely. electrical noise
1: or something. Yeah, you're
4: right.
2: <coughs> and I think you know that shows quite a maturity on the filmmakers. That they talk, Especially oh, they the, with the mass sound, of them so, as well. They, yeah, they just slide yeah. silently open.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so they go into what is um, going to be, you know, at the back of the ranch, you know, they've got access to the um, Krell Laboratory slash library and it's got boop, 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 mm-hmm. flashy lights and all sorts of things going on. Where 10 times 10 times 10
1: yeah. processing. That's what I meant <laughs> with
3: the scale. It's not just the scale of that this is one laboratory of mm. many on this planet and that the, the, the corridors go down all the way to the core and 70... How many stories? I don't know if you wrote that down, Dan. Two stories up and down.
4: Seven thousand eight hundred. Seven
3: thousand eight hundred <laughs> stories up and the other way. Two, twenty down. miles this to the right and twenty miles to the left, <laughs> and then the, as you said, ten by ten by mm. ten. So that's that is very 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 impressive. Something mm. I, I didn't
2: notice was they do it, they travel in that funny little shuttle thing. That's right. And he, said, and he says something like, "I wonder how many crew technicians have travelled in this shuttle." Mm. It's tiny. Yeah, yeah. And those doors are massive. <laughs> yeah, How that's right. How did they get in?
3: One
4: that hill? one technician per <laughs> shuttle. <laughs> they <laughs> used a shrink ray. Whoa, 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 Squeeze whoa! Squeeze themselves
2: into. Oh, I wish we had bigger shuttles. We're <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> not that technologically advanced. Are you crazy? Shuttles only come in one size. Um, but okay, these guys are screaming off ahead We've got to remember that there's a couple of things that we have to do in this room Before we leave and go and see the rest of it. We have to go and investigate the Plastic Educator Ah, uh, yes Isn't yes. the room after they travel? No they they before. Plastic yeah. Educator Where it um, measures your brain intelligence mm. capacity When you put it on your head By raising the, the, uh,
1: the meter in the swimmer. tube Swimmer in tube. Just yeah. you have a
2: digital yeah, display Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah <laughs> <laughs> Krell always thought <laughs> like, big like that they hammer just thing at the, at the sideshow <laughs> <laughs> <where you, laughs> Hammer, thing. Yeah. And the same, it's the same scene, isn't it Where the one guy hits it And it goes up a little bit And the next guy hits it And it just goes up like that And he makes the dig at the captain <laughs> yeah. like, well, cap, Intelligence
4: isn't everything, I guess <laughs> So um, he used this machine To um, double his brain power um, the doctor did. Accidentally, it was a side effect of the process.
1: He wasn't aware that that would happen.
4: It's a pretty stressful, yeah. stressful thing. Pretty dangerous when you double your brain power. Kill, mm. kill the captain of the Bellerophon. Kill the captain. That's Instantly. right. Instantly. Yeah, but he stuck at it. And, yeah. um, um, and then he uses the hologram. And what does he use the hologram to do? I mean, the, the plastic educator. Sorry, I've already explained it. He creates a hologram of I the daughter, that. his daughter in a skimpy outfit. Yeah, interactive.
1: I think they say interactive,
4: like it's... Well, I was actually listening to the language. The language is said, it's a statue. I think it's some of the language they used or something. I don't think they had the word hologram back in the day. Anyway, um, and the other thing that there was the Krell the, the are famous for is no instrumentalities. Huh. Yeah. Are am not sure exactly what that means? No, and I remember things. But that was a feature of their technology. Very large, small shuttles, and no instrumentalities needed.
2: Well, they moving towards no instrumentality. Mm. Oh,
4: were they? Okay. Mm. So they hadn't, so hadn't, achieved, that near they hadn't yet. achieved that in achieved that. And we also investigated the power source, because that was pretty important. Um, and you're a programmer, right? So their power source was apparently 10 raised almost literally to the power of infinity.
2: Well, that's a big number. Yeah. Uh, and but it's not actually, is it? Because there's a finite number of metres, and each one is ten times as big as the previous. So if you count the number of metres... And-
4: it's still mind-bogglingly Google. It's a huge yeah. power. Yes. Yeah. Well, anyway, that's how much power they've got. Actually, we could probably do some calculations, because they also say later on when they go down the, the corridor that what they've got, 9,200 thermonuclear reactors... And a machine that lubricate, lubricates itself as well. It also lubricates as well. So that must have been technology that uh, they put into Robbie the Robot. <laughs> when forget. he gets
3: his oil, oil job. Yes,
4: he uses the krill self-lubricating technology. <laughs> anyway, so there's a gigantic base and it's bloody huge. All right, so that's the takeaway. What happens next is we cut back to the spaceship and they've now surrounded it by a... With a wee little fence. With a wee little fence. And,
1: and this is because the... The bit of kit got
4: stolen. No one's died yet, yeah. Right. Except yeah. for the true. Except for the yeah. tiger. True. Now there's a little kind of a side story that happens here. I'm not sure why the side story happens, but two things happen in this story um, story node. This is when the when the when the cook wants to be let yeah. out of the fence. He wants to let, let wants out of the fence. That's he gets right.
3: 20 gallons
1: of whiskey.
4: Yes. and he goes around the corner and he gets drunk with
1: the Robbie. Well, The lieutenant has n- doesn't have a problem with that like they've just spent an incredible amount of time and effort for putting the fence up. <laughs> and he doesn't have a problem just lowering the fence down to let the cook go for a walk.
4: What's his excuse? Where does he want to go for a walk? He wants to find some berries and, and <laughs> yes. some, yes. some, some <laughs> herbs and <laughs> native <laughs> mushrooms
1: and whatever. And make dinner. Alien Simply. herbs. To spice things up. <laughs> That's all for the crew. Let's just put this,
3: this weird shrub that I found yeah. on the alien planet. Let's put it in the stew. Yes. <laughs> put it in our soup and
4: Tasty. It. I'm sure your lips won't fall off. Yeah. All right. Uh, and then what happens? The big... The big story beat. Well, the attack. The attack. And this time we Well see it's the not the main it's not the main attack, is it? It's the no. first oh, no, no, the, it's the first no, sortie, I guess so it gets against in, the fence.
1: Does it get in when the cook gets let out?
2: No, no, it comes through the fence. Somehow but it comes through the fence. It's, it's, it shorts the fence, just like it did in the second part. They they see it shorting, They it shorting and they both say uh, something about how that was bizarre, mm. but it stopped now.
1: Yeah.
2: So how did it get in? It, came, it walked through the fence. It just walked
1: through the fence.
2: Yeah. The fence the, prevents from, it from walking. It walks through the perimeter fence, but it, presumably it can get through it because if it pushes hard enough, it
1: better. I think the second time it. around, don't they up the power? Yeah. And got, remember, got got they the were guns.
4: shooting it with laser yeah. beams. That's right. So okay. maybe that yeah. like yep. made the difference. Yep. Anyway, they've got a really cool effect where the, uh, the footprints go in. The yeah. invisible monster leaves footprints in the ground. Yeah. And the footprints look really weird until you see the
1: plaster cast that they do. Of one of the footprints yeah. where it's got the, yeah. the big curly toenail at the front. Yep. <clears throat> and then the footprints make perfect sense. <laughs>
4: Okay, so we have another story beat. Um, so while this is happening, we cut back to the ranch where our heroes are having a big, deep, and meaningful. Um, and it's simply our our very angry Adams. This is actually the the, the shot here, and they're talking about um, they're talking to the good doctor. Um, so remember that the heroes have just witnessed this astonishing power and this mm-hmm. amazing technology. And uh, What do the heroes J.J. Adams Want And what does Dr. Morpheus Want Morpheus is a good Good name for A person
3: who has Power when he sleeps But it's not Morbius Morbius Sorry But Morpheus would have Been a good one Mm. Good
4: choice Oh, the they want to take it to. they want to pack it all That's onto right. their spaceship and take yeah. it back to earth. That's right. That's right. You've he got says, to You're share not this. ready. You're not ready. That's I will right. I will
3: uh, divulge little tidbits yes. over the next I decide
4: bit by bit. so they have a bit of an argument, you mm-hmm. know, and he's I don't know, he's must say he's got a bigger brain than any everybody else and so okay, fair enough. Um oh sorry we forgot what what does the monster do the invisible monster when it gets onto the ship for the second time? It kills the it kills it, the mechanic it kills one it of kills the Scotty kills Scotty or one yeah. of the guys mm. Yeah okay so he's dead Jim because that means our next story beat when our heroes get back to the ship they're going to have to bury him. Okay, so there's two story beats when they get back to the ship. Number one, well, there's about three, actually. Number one is... It to the
2: cook. And the cook they have to interrogate the cook. And yep. he tells him that he was a Robbie the Robot. Which
4: right, which provides an alibi, an alibi for Robbie, for Robbie yeah. the Robot. So it wasn't Robbie the oh, there's
2: Robot. There's another bit, actually. When the cook's talking to Robbie the Robot, and Robbie the Robot stops and looks out into the distance, mm. and the cook says to the Robbie the Robot, Is well, there what is something and he says, there? And he says... No. And he says something. He doesn't say yeah. no. He says... Not now or something. Yeah, yeah. So I, Robbie can see this thing yeah. and knows what it is. He just doesn't tell anybody about it. He doesn't say it. anything
1: about it, yeah. yeah. Um,
2: Maybe he just hopes it'll go away if he doesn't say anything. Because what, what happened himself.
1: with the cook? Like he wasn't drunk, but he passed out.
2: I got drunk, but he had no hangover. Okay.
1: So it must have been pure, yeah. good good alcohol. Yeah,
3: he, so, he uses that as an excuse. He says, Do you think mm. I could have gotten this drunk in three minutes? Mm. You know, I was drinking this Robbie for, for the whole length that it took for him to get an alibi.
0: Yeah.
4: All right. So they do um, another interesting thing, which is the plaster cast of the yep. the footprints. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and we see this big dinosaur looking. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so we get a bit of a hint about the monster. And then there's a, another important thing that happens because Dr. Morbius is also there. And... What's Dr. Morbius' opinion of all of this monster and the killing happening? That it's starting again. It's happening again. Yeah. Um, And then Dr. Morbius says something like, I think it's going to get worse.
1: That's right. Yes. And then they question how you know that.
4: Right. And what's his response? I can't remember. Well, oh, yeah. that happened to the Belarus. No, I just got no. to
2: call it a premonition. Yes, yeah, that's that's right. Right. it's a premonition. Mm. I just have this vision of you all being killed. Well,
4: yes. yeah, yeah, I've seen it all before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've. <laughs> Done this all before. Uh, seen this all. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I'm just going back to my ranch. Um, i catch some Z's. I go to sleep. Okay, so he does go back to his ranch, catches some Z's, and now I think we have hit the uh, the one of the best bits of the movie: the battle scene, the attack. Ah, uh, yes. So, somebody described to me what is what is what is going on. What's JJ up to? JJ Adams, will you guys
1: captain? You guys proceed. I'm going to try and bring up an individual image of. Our, so it brings um, out the cannons,
4: mans them with men. Right. Yes, so we have the laser. fence. Everyone has their laser gun in the hand. All their laser guns. Yep. Um, and he's got two big laser cannony things. Uh, yeah. uh, uh. Um, these are them. What these are this? them here. As a,
2: as a kid, particularly impressed me was the way in which the uh, guns in the corner move. Correct.
4: I noticed. On that. Point.
2: And you can tell how far away the thing is by how much they've angled in.
4: Yes. That's a nice touch. It was a nice touch. Although
2: they do look very weedy, those little guns in the corners. Though I suppose it's pumping a lot of energy into them.
4: Yeah, 32. Well, we have to (laughs) see. In electron volts, (laughs) isn't it? Uh, Yes, apparently 3 billion electron volts. Now, we did some some investigations into how much power 3 billion electron volts is, and it turns out a hairdryer probably has the same amount of power. Um, They also referred to it as atomic fission. And neutron beams. Bats. So all of that combined together somehow is a yeah. pretty serious piece of
2: kit. Yeah, that pretty serious. All
4: right, so what actually happens? Because the monster's going to try and come through the, the, the laser fence and they're shooting the crap out of it. Well, w- what always happens in
1: sci-fi is, mm. there is there's dumb-ass members of the crew that think... <laughs> be-
0: <laughs> Yeah,
1: nah. I'm going to get closer to it. <laughs> yes. I'm going to get closer to it. And so a couple of underlings get closer to it. and uh, least the first one, he, they get sent.
3: The first one, you you take up position over there for yeah. a crossfire. <laughs> and they go straight up to the thing and, and stand then, underneath.
1: <laughs> and then Lieutenant Hornbag, um, he's got to do the the hero thing mm. and uh, the laser... The laser beams from his gun apparently are stronger when you're closer yep. to the thing, um, and it ends well. Yeah. Uh, it ends really well. It gets ragdolled by yes. the invisible monster. That, that, By the way, we see the invisible monster uh, trapped in. We see it because it's trapped in the energy of the beam, yes. and yeah. we see silhouette, and we see the eyes glowing. It's, and nice everything. it's a fantastic effect.
3: Yes. And I remember it much more scary as a, as a, as a mm. teenager watching it. Mm watching it again now seeing the thing and this is just a this is a Looney Tunes (laughs) yeah, He's <laughs> a cartoon
4: character. i only I'd only really seen this movie once before, and it, went, it must have been three o'clock in the morning in my mum's lounge room on one of those late night movie things, and that's the only scene that I remember is this rah, the electricity yeah. beast yeah. inside the inside the fence
1: because it's a it's quite the audio crescendo at this point because uh, it's got some kind of demonic growling and then plucking away on their um, oscillators oscillators stone
4: theremin yeah <laughs> it, was, it was pretty full off i did like the effect that the monster actually picks up one of the people well, that's, and throws that's him around that's the main him.
1: dude that's uh, the guy that was uh, yeah he's grass cut by the commander
4: when watching a Jackie Chan movie, explaining how he does Jackie Chan movies and, and action sequences, he said once that, um, you know, when he fires a gun, he actually gets frightened by the gun, he yeah. realised, and he blinks. Yeah. So he goes, oh, ow, pow, 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 and he blinks the gun. And then he thinks, well, that looks pretty shit, you know. So he, like, does like, a bunch of blinks and he fires the gun first so that then they roll the cameras. And then he goes, bang, 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 with yeah. his eyes open and he's not going to get frightened of it. Mm. I must say that these guys with their laser beams here were the lamest warriors ever. You, you can see the, they've got the prop that doesn't actually fire laser beams and most of them are sort of standing here like this and they're like, F- I'm fighting monster yeah. and action. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Yep. and the guns that's to, that's are, a are
1: literally <laughs> me, just metal tubes with with <laughs> just a handle. Like there's no trigger.
4: That's or all anything.
3: it needs it's just it's a, a metal gun. tube and a handle. I love they didn't have recoil, which was
4: good. <laughs> Not like in Star Wars where every blast. I tank. think a laser gun should have recoil. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> no. No, no. Laser guns have recoil. They have
3: these tiny little things that fly out at walking speed. I mean, you could <laughs> yeah. you could out- you could dodge any single
4: one of those those laser things because. They don't really fly that. Uh, no, there is a. Beep, 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 beep. Yes. All right. So, um, now, while they're fighting, something else is going on.
1: Uh, yes, the Doctor um, is sleeping face down on his desk in his office.
4: And we notice what power level is the power at. No, oh, I didn't notice the power level 30 30 meters, in the background, meters, is it?
2: 30 or 40 metres. We must be getting,
4: to must be getting close yeah. to, to infinity. We must be getting close oh, no,
0: to... No, half. Halfway to infinity. I think infinity. Like the next seven, half seven half lights half on or something. More, so so
2: 10 million. A long way short it. of <laughs> maximum power.
1: Um, All right. And then we see the Doctor wake up and... Yep. Um, and at the exact same moment in time, mm-hmm. the beast stops attacking. <sighs> well,
2: the doctor doesn't wake up. He's distracted by uh, his daughter who's screaming. That's she's right. Yes. She's having a nightmare. When she's dreaming about the same yeah. thing. Yeah. It's interesting.
4: All right. So after that's wrapped up and everything's calmed down and we've mm-hmm. got a few dead crew, J.J., Captain J.J. says, all right, screw it. We're out of here. Yeah. All right. Back up. Back up. We're going.
1: We're going. I'm going to just wait here. I'm going to get my girlfriend.
4: <laughs> Got to go and collect his girlfriend. All right. So he goes back to the gr- back to the back to the ranch, mm-hmm. and um, with with his doctor, with the doctor, doctor Ostrov. Yes. But they're Dr.
2: going their tractor. I think the thing is, struck me, the how much effort tractor. they put into making that tractor. Yeah. They had two. They had the, the... three wheels on the front and yeah, the track. Yeah, yeah.
4: And they also had that other car that Robbie drives. So yeah, they put quite a bit of effort yeah. in. They had two two vehicles. So it was very cool. Yeah. So Robbie's guarding the door, and this is where I was saying that um, old Alteria stands up for herself every now and again, because they're trying to get through and they can't get past Robbie, and she says, stop it, fine, fine, stop it, I'll no, just get rid of him, and she turns him off. Um, now, the captain wants his new girlfriend to go with him, but she won't go because she's just wants to hang out at her home. Yep. Now, while they're doing that, we see the dock run off. And he runs off into the laboratory. That's right. Not my, not Morbius.
1: This is um, this is this our is doctor, Doc it, from the crew.
3: And already leading up to this, the two have yeah. plotted. That would be pretty cool to sit down on the yeah. brain enhancing device. True. We need that. We need that to understand the monster. <laughs> yes, that'll somehow solve all our problems.
1: It was a little confusing when I watched it <coughs> because um, they broke the line, the continuity line the, not continuity line, they oh, yeah. the crossed the line. Yeah, yeah. Um, he ran off from... The, the line of action. Yeah, there was a line of action. He ran the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. Um, but right. yes, um, yeah. and we don't see him testing it or using it or doing anything. He just gets carried back... By Robbie. By Robbie, the robot.
4: And that's our poster picture, where it's the
1: doc. Yeah, it should have been the doc on that poster. Yes, and that actor his,
4: probably thinks that. With his brain down <laughs> twice the size as it normally is, <laughs> comes back. Yeah. Um, and so what does the doctor say? Because he has a brainwave after yeah. having his brain... The train. id. He, he names it. She names the monster. Yes. The
1: id. Yeah. The subconscious. They're from... The, they're, they... They weren't aware or they didn't, uh, the didn't understand. Yeah, the well, he doesn't say
2: man. anything. He just says that the monster's from the id. Yeah. Then he cocks it. Yeah. And the id is.
4: Well, I like J.J. J. Adams because he's saying, it's, it's the monster from the id. And Leslie Nielsen's like, what's the id? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: and then Morbius tells him.
4: And then Morbius tells him. So it's it's like your subconscious, your... Well, it's yeah. the
1: I, I, I read it as being the... It, it's the it's the center in your brain where ego lives where primal things yeah. where when you do you
4: might not be a jerk on the outside but there's still a jerk on the inside and it's in and it's the it's, it's housed your inner in the head you're in a jerk yeah that's right <laughs> all right so um he he reveals that to us i thought that was smart writing because it yeah, means no matter how
1: peaceful and smart and yeah. intelligent the the krell, 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 the kr the krell. the krell were this is a side to them that they couldn't control. It yeah. was you know, and it's buried in every
4: everything. And it surprised him one day and yeah. and that's it. Game over. Yeah, all right. Um so the the our doctor carks it after that. That was that was his yep. his his thing. Now what happens is the um it's Return of the Id monster. Right, because Doctor Mobius.
0: Yeah, it's coming um, after the ranch.
4: Because JJ is now starting to cotton on, and he realizes what's what's kind of going on, and yeah. he says, "You know, this is the idmosa, What's going on? Let's start putting two to, two together. You're the only survivor, yeah. and it didn't attack anybody. You in record like, time. He put it together it. in record time. Well, there
2: was a nice little bit before that where, where Mobius re- realizes what happened. Yeah, and he compliments the captain, saying, "You're right, young man. Yeah." And then he said, oh, this, "That must be what happened to the crowd." Then, yep. and, he, and he mourns for the crowd for a the moment. Then. Yes, and he just paints this rather nice picture of these, this high civilization just being destroyed by these hideous monsters and just ripping, ripping themselves apart. Yeah, and that's, and that's an, it's an interesting metaphor there for obviously. But what he the, also what says, yeah. how, "How can it be Iran now? Because yeah, then out.
4: he, yes. are gone. Then he two that, and yes. two have not been, despite no. his no. staggering yeah. intellect.'" Yeah. Yes. Um, so JJ continues to hassle him using his best shouty, angry voice, mm. and the id comes back. The id monster comes back, and it smashes up the garden.
1: Yep, the garden, which by the way was um, originally the set of Wizard of Oz
4: Land Oh, was it? No, oh, you. <laughs>
2: you're not. No, no, it's no. In no the, that's, yeah. My God. It's
4: in the trivia. That's awesome. <laughs>
2: I had no idea that.
4: There could be some sort of spin-off going on here with Star Trek involved Maybe as well. Maybe the Krull. I'm crow, not sure, but The, crow, the, shore, but the Munchkins something. could have fit through oh, those no, doors. No.
1: Yeah! <laughs> and in and the, the shuttle. In the
4: shuttle! It's all coming together. <laughs> I'll get you, mate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, so they put down the shutters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's, and, it's no good. It's going to come through. You no, know, because it's got... Almost infinity. An ultimate power. And an the
1: captain power. knows that, that you, you, you can't keep it out. You are feeding it all the power, yeah, grow power.
2: It annoyed me about this as well. I mean, I'm being a bit, bit autistic here, but he, he tells Robbie to keep it out, isn't it, before this point, and Robbie shorts out. Mm. And he has said earlier that if he, if he allowed this to continue, Robbie would destroy himself. Mm. And oh. as far as I know, he doesn't stop Robbie from destroying himself. And yet there's Robbie is at the end of the film. So, Very good point. That's right. That's right. Anyway. Again, Robbie knows that it's he can't kill him because he knows it's him. I wonder yeah, how Robbie that's knows right. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You
3: know. Well, these, yeah. did did they not already at that point establish that?
1: The the, the, the captain establishes it, doesn't he? That at the time. Yeah, he says he says Robbie won't kill him because he yeah, knows he's right. you.
2: But I don't know how Robbie knows it. Anyway. Mm.
4: It well, the question is, did not Robbie know all along? Yeah. And then. it's just like, well, nobody asked me. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think yeah. he must
2: have.
4: <laughs> <do. Yeah. laughs> anyway, all right. So, they um. They, the next story beat I've got is called um, Last Stand in the Lab. In the lab with the behind the blast doors. Yes, they, the blast doors, right? right. Um, and so they're in the lab and Captain JJ is shouting and shouting and shouting and Morbius or Mobius or whatever his name is is getting more frantic and pissed off and then he kind of, you know, power is over 9,000 and the... The beast is melting the doorway with an awesome special effect of it burning and turning into molten metal. Yeah, got some beeps
0: yeah. and more.
4: <laughs> and then the doctor finally accepts the fact that it's all his fault. It stands in its way, and confronts he says, the beast. And he says, and I will paraphrase, you shall not pass. <laughs> Run, you fools. <laughs>
1: and ultimately, he he um, confronts the inner demon.
4: Okay, so this is important because this is where we're going to bring it all together because um, we've already established that it's, it's kind of inside his head. The, the beast is now, it's, I think you would agree, it probably equals infinity in its power.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, right
4: near enough. and uh, we've you know the neutron laser beams they don't hurt it so the script writers are sort of painting themselves into a corner here what are we going to do so how are we going to resolve this it would be resolved
3: simply by the doctor by Dr. Mobius's death mm. should it should. should should be
4: that's
2: a very good point yeah
4: JJ yeah, should like strangle him yeah, or yeah. something or other yeah. in front of his daughter.
2: <laughs> in front of his daughter. Well, he he's, gun up and he's about to shoot him at some point, but he doesn't yeah. actually shoot him. Yeah. So I think he's waiting for the doctor to do the right thing. And I love that scene where he, yeah. where he says,
1: "Go over there and push that now,
2: thing." down. I want to just talk about this. And a little then bit. he tells him, "Now you've yeah. got 20 hours to get <laughs> You, so you could be have- a million miles away. <laughs> you you could have told one. me before." Actually, when I watch this film through when I watched it when I watched it over the last couple of days and I thought when I was going to watch it I thought, well I'll skip over the dumb bits because there'll be a lot in actual fact there wasn't many <coughs> bits that, well, that I wanted to skip over mm. But the ending is a bit disappointing. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a couple of things. The first thing is that the doctor faces off against this end, but you don't see him facing off. Instead, of his, we cut back to this very 1940s, 1950s melodramatic shot yeah. with the captain there, and the girl, goes, <gasps> yeah, 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 terrified, yeah. and then we look at the doctor, and the doctor's on the floor, and mm. you know that's and we, weak. Know and we don't know what happened. We don't know what happened. Then yeah. they've got this very weak bit about oh, just push that little button, and things pops, and push this thing down, which wobbles as he's doing, yeah. and they say, oh, the plane's going to blow up now. Yeah, yeah. It and looked a bit fragile, and it, it looked like something you know, someone like, could actually trip. I right. like Oh yeah Seriously and push You know It's <laughs> you know, just sitting there In the middle of this <laughs> You, know, oh, right. just think you can imagine the, the
4: kick, kick. That, <laughs>
2: blow, that blows up the planet How good Walk
4: around that Walk around Why it.
3: did we install That thing in the first place D- Don't yeah, that's step right.
4: over it It's <laughs> dangerous
1: How good Was his death Scene Where He, he tells him, Go <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And then we just Oh. Yeah. <laughs> he does this look. Nice. He's, like, he's facing this way He does his massive lurks And he's facing this death way uh, It was an picture. awesome death
4: spiral For me, So he's dead Morbius is dead For me, the, the, the actual line is Stop, I deny you, I give you up That's right And that's solves yeah. the problem mm-hmm. So infant power yeah. I thought it was a pretty good story beat the
1: whole, yeah, no, it was
4: fine.
2: Confronting, I
1: confronting was fine. the beast that is within, yeah, is that in the Tempest? I don't know. That that do. I, don't know. I can't
2: uh, remember off the top of my head. Tempest is a very odd play, mm. it's one of Shakespeare's deepest, hardest to follow plays.
4: Yeah, no, I wasn't too impressed to be honest with the And It was like, it was yeah. kind of like wake up and it's all a dream, sort of an ending. It's like, mm. yeah. oh, we don't have to do this anymore. It no. did
1: bring, it did provide a nice um, whodunit element to the movie, didn't it? Like the early on. I think it's yeah. the logic... Well, you really didn't yeah, understand. Yeah, that, no, that, that right. was good. It's that was good. Been, sort of yeah. working out yeah. what this thing was.
4: I think in a lot of ways it was the logical ending. And that's what I was saying. They painted themselves into a bit of a corner. Yeah. It's It's got more power than the universe. And, yeah. you know, it's like, oh okay, we'll just mm. tell them to stop and they'll go away.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. I mean, it almost felt to me as if the studio was just trying to wind it up at the end. Yeah. It had the potential to drag on for another 30 yeah. minutes and they just wanted it ended because it cost a lot more money than they'd expected.
1: The, the, the trivia notes time. reveal that... They played the movie to a test audience, oh. and they loved it so much that the guy that was in charge of MDM Studios at the time said, release it, as is. Okay. All right. Despite the fact that it was an early cut, ah, like they, they, were, they were still yeah, working okay. on it. So one can only assume that there was probably some scenes that extra polish should have gone in there, <laughs> a little bit of extra <laughs> polish, and he's like, it, 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 the, the notes go on to describe this guy was probably not the best thing, uh, to okay. guy to be in charge of MGM, and mm-hmm. he made all sorts of, and they okay. end up getting rid of him and things like that. Yeah. But I think that might explain the
4: abrupt nature
1: yeah, of the, the end, end of the film.
2: A bit of problem. Mm. So you have the scene in the spaceship after this, don't you?
4: They got one more scene, one more little story beat. Right. And we've discussed this before with lots of other stories. Is what happens at the very end? What's the last, the last thing? Well, and we see that Robbie was is still functioning.
0: Yep. yep. And, the, and in fact, driving him. the ship He's playing as mm.
3: the spaceship. Terra is there, and they see the planet going over. Yeah, well, there's up. a bit
2: of philosophy, isn't it? There? It's yeah. a little bit of philosophy about how humanity in another so many million year, years might have risen to the level of the crowd and your father will be remembered. Yes, yeah. that's right. I mean, then, it, then the credits
1: roll. Yeah, he, he yes. sort of he goes on a bit ending, of a monologue. Why
2: would they remind, remember this guy yeah. off his alien planet Yeah, a million years from now? And it
1: makes you wonder whether there yeah. was potentially some scenes there with his yeah. demise that was Maybe. something a little bit more yeah. fall on the swordish. Um It didn't appear that there was a heroic act when he did, like, he didn't have much of a chance. Mm. Like, he just... It was going to. It was coming after him. It's not like he went out to meet the beast or mm. that sort of stuff.
2: Um, and also, you know, this the film's pretty good. In- in terms of not having too many plot holes, yeah. there's some pretty bad ones at the end. I mean, the ship's been badly damaged. The guy who can fix it's been killed. The yeah. robot's been shorted out. They only had 20 hours, <laughs> 20 hours to get a million they're miles. miles. Yeah. They're already
4: taking the ship apart.
2: Yeah. get everything <laughs> back and that was, repaired. stitched. <laughs> 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 get out to this. Yeah. You know,
1: one one can only assume that Robbie. Or maybe Robbie was <laughs> helping. Robbie <laughs> 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 just fainted <laughs> earlier on. Yeah. And then he put everything back together. That's why they let him drive it. it for them, yeah. Um, I do. <laughs> yeah, <it's laughs> if that was a navy ship, and and the captain um, brought his girlfriend on board with eighteen guys for <laughs> what was it, two hundred and eighty days or something, where they needed it was to almost a yeah, yeah yeah nearly a year. Yeah. I'm thinking that ship's not getting back to Earth. <laughs> there, there would be a, there, there would would be a um, mutiny involved. <laughs> there would be, there's problems. There's going to be problems on that ship because by that time it's six hundred and whatever days since they've seen another chick. Yes, and the chick belongs to the captain, and uh, I don't think they it Doesn't
4: that. look like there was much opportunity for privacy on the old uh, C forty seven BD or whatever it was called.
3: they had Ro- Robbie, who apparently can be a female,
1: according to Lost in Space. <laughs> yes, yes. Can
2: make anything, can't he? <laughs> God bless. The, yeah, that's right. True.
1: God bless the uh, Rob- the <laughs> sci fi classic that ends with. I love that's the end. Yeah, like when when something has to flash up there to tell you that.
4: The it's movie's official. finished yeah, It's <laughs> official You can go home making it clear The movie has left the building <laughs> So that's a
1: pretty good round trip It's um, Timing wise We've sort of We didn't Struggle to get through that film As we have with some of our other films
4: one of the things that I wanted to say at the end of it, after comparing this to some of our other films, I just thought that one of its best features was it didn't have an insanely overcomplicated, stupid plot. Yes. And I'm looking at you, Buckaroo Banzai. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at you, Battle of the Stars. I'm looking at you, Big Trouble in Little I'm looking at you, Hawk the Slayer. I'm looking at you, Ice Pirates. <laughs> they just had this simple plot, a bit of a whodunit. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know... Simple characters. Straightforward. Like,
1: the characters were, were uh, archetype, you know, they they were simple, you know. The chef was, you know, kick-around sort of larrikin type of guy. Captain got a bit cranky sometimes, ruled, you know... Yeah. It, you didn't need much to work out who they were. Yeah, yeah.
2: And so I So they think, could have done them with different coloured shirts. Yeah. So you I know think, which
4: ones are disposable. Yeah.
1: And, and I, I
2: think, think Star Trek fixed that, quite yeah, quite yeah, right? No, That's a good <laughs> point.
4: It's a good point. Yeah. No, it is a good point. And I, because they're all grey. Yeah. And I think little things like that, just give, give a couple of them a different hat and at least introduce them at the be- beginning as you know, with some memorable names. Lois Lane. It's kind of It feels like easy Roddenberry to Remember borrowed
1: everything that worked and got rid of everything. Well, that's did, what
2: everyone does, isn't it? That's what yeah. all creative people do. They it look at the stuff it, and they yeah. say, well, that worked and that doesn't. Let's fix those bits. Um, so, ultimate question.
1: Do we buy, rent, or set fire to this film? Buy, buy it. Buy, Burn it. Bludge it. Buy, I own a copy of it. I, I I buy I bought it. Yeah, I, I, I it. own a copy I, of, I, of it. I
2: think I've got it on DVD somewhere, but I should probably buy a Blu-ray version. Yeah, of it. yeah.
1: yeah. I well, think it's a buy.
2: old now, isn't it? Isn't the new stuff 4K? Yeah, we're going.
4: We don't
1: going have a 4K, 4K
2: telly, but
4: I should probably. <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> I don't think we highlighted clearly enough. Certainly not for me that the um, the special effects and the matte paintings and beautiful. everything like that. Yeah, beautiful. It's really, really, really well yeah. done.
2: I read a. A review on this when the, uh, a documentary was saying the guy who made the sets I don't know if you read this he had a budget to make the sets but then he, he, he took it on as being a personal project he wanted to do the best thing he possibly could yeah. so what he did he instead of building one or two sets and then running out of money because he had a fairly small budget he made all the sets half finished them using the budget that he had and then went back to management and said look I need X amount of hundreds of thousands of dollars to finish them and they're like well why don't you finish them well I've just put out the money yeah. so they then went the face we either chuck all these sets away or give him the money to finish them mm-hmm. so he was able to spend the extra money making really and there's some really beautiful sets yeah. in this that he's made mm-hmm.
3: yeah. Yeah. And the film didn't do particularly well initially
2: I uh, think it made a profit though because it was so though, didn't expensive it did
1: it, 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 it had a budget of 1.9 yeah. mil uh, estimated 1.9 yeah. mil in the US it did 1.53 million worldwide 3.25 well, go, million yeah. Um, it looks like it might have had a. Yeah. Um, I've got two worldwide figures here, and I'm not sure what the second one is because they're both in Um And then, yeah, around about so, around about four, four yeah, and a half to remember, five million.
2: Yeah, yeah, I don't think it did enough office. to sort of inspire them to do other films. I don't remember MGM doing any other mm. big, no, serious this, this, sci-fi this after this. One, one
3: put sci-fi it's on the uh, yeah, marked, marked sci-fi movies as being a bit. Bit expensive and not yeah. not able to recoup the
2: costs. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's a lot of monster movies around this time, you know, but not so much, you know, what you would call proper, you know, sci-fi. Mm. Um, so yeah, I mean, but I mean, it's, I, mean I, I can't imagine anybody feels bad about spending the money now because it mm. has become a
1: absolute classic. It would have made a fortune in syndication. Oh, it must have done. Yeah, it would have just mm, a fortune. Yeah. The amount of times yeah. I saw it as a matinee movie yeah. um, mm. growing up um, or a late night film, mm. Mm. Um, it just the rounds, mm. you know, there's some. It's probably playing somewhere in the world at the moment. Mm. Um, so, where to from here, gentlemen? I think uh, we've unanimously voted this into our uh, classic, rightly so, classic. And is this the first time we all agree that the film was good? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think so. Yeah, <coughs> I think it was a good outing. Mm. Um, mind you, we probably needed those previous films to help us appreciate this fine masterpiece. <laughs> uh, I recommend anyone that hasn't seen it to, to check it out. Mm. I think it's worth it. Yeah. And you can't say that a lot of, of a lot of 1956 films. They don't all age well. But they s- don't. And yeah. especially sci fi doesn't age that well. But this yeah. one, for some reason, I think it was because they didn't get their head up their ass about. The fact that it was sci-fi mm. um, They didn't do silly things And get fixated on silly things Because it's future And all that sort of mm. stuff Which we see quite a lot mm. Mm. Okay So let's wrap it up uh, Anything exciting coming up For you uh, gentlemen On the horizon What have you got going on I know that we we are without
2: We've got the curriculum sh- conference Next <laughs> week I, You'll yay. be there Dave
1: Well no What I thought I'd do Is I would come every day To the car park When you're all leaving um, <laughs> With your and, canoe And, and, <laughs> and just just give you a little little a sa- back rub or something. And, and <laughs> Use a sandwich and, and a walk on lunch. by. I thought I could come to all the social events, like the dinner and things oh like yeah, that. Oh, yeah, do that. <laughs> no, not that. I'll be fishing. I'll be catching a flathead of some description. Or at least drowning some kind of worm.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm presenting a uh, thing at the uh, thing. Yeah. I'm talking about procedurally generating alien creatures using Unity. Yeah, I have cool. to
3: present a, a, a red epic camera to, oh, yeah.
4: to the people who want to see it. That's I pretty cool. To, I think both of you should weave into it the Forbidden Planet somehow. Yes.
2: I I, I, I'm going to, because every, every year Graham asks us for things that we can put up on the wall. to. Mm-hmm. Brighten, I'm going to ask him for a forbidden, forbidden Planet poster.
1: Demonstrate. Mm. I think
2: we should have one up on the wall.
1: Absolutely. Although the, our students just wouldn't appreciate a masterpiece like this.
2: Oh, that's some, true. Would. Some, of them some would, some would, some oh, would. would. Yeah,
1: you're ones. right. You're right. I stand corrected. Okay, that's it for another week. Dan has, uh, uh, let me just bring this up. Dan has taken all of the still images that have been flashing up here, and cobbled together a, um, a little video, that happens real quick, and we'll play this in the background as we play out the show. I'll just bring it up here. I swear I had it open before. Very good. Here we go. Cool, cool. And that's it for another week. So until next time, it's bye for me. See you. Auf Wiedersehen. Cheers. I
3: didn't get to tell you the German name of the movie. What was it before we leave? It was Distress in Space. (laughs) (laughs) Distress (laughs) in Space. Yeah. 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 don't they have a word for
4: forbidden and planet in Germany? It
3: was Germany? alarm. Alarm im Weltall. Oh, right. Was it dubbed? You see Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh, no. the, uh, every, uh, Germany did dub everything.
1: Forgot I had to use two players. I'm <laughs> see <laughs> <laughs>